0: Good evening It is time to get started tonight. We begin with number 134 134 Encamped along the hills of light, ye Christian soldiers, rise and press the battle. Ere the night shall veil the glowing skies, against the foe in bales below, let all our strength be hurled. Faith is the victory we know that overcomes the world. Faith. Victory, oh glorious victory that overcomes the world. To him who overcomes the foe, white and shall be given. Before the angels, he shall know his name confessed in heaven. Then onward from the hills of we'll light, our hearts with love.
1: Good evening, church family. A couple of announcements before we have our devotional. Um, as a reminder that uh, the fifth quarter, uh, Fairland Place South Point this Friday, and our next fifth quarter for uh, kids is uh, on the 30th, Friday from 9.30 to 11.30. Uh, you're welcome to come out and uh, help out with that. Love to see you. Also, October 2nd, uh, this Sunday, we will be leading the youth to the Church of Christ in Herkin. Always gotta make sure I say that. <laughs> I gotta think about that every time I do it. Herkin, West Virginia, uh, not Hurricane. Um, but uh, we're heading to Herkin Church of Christ um, to help out with their services. Their services will start at six thirty, so the bus will leave at five forty-five. Um, also, October eighth. Um, if you're wanting to join. Um, the church. I'm passing out uh, door door hangers. Um, I do encourage you to get involved in this. this. is October 8th. It's a worldwide event for all churches of Christ. Uh, take five. Take ten. If everybody would just take five, um, we'd get them all passed out. Uh, just give them to your neighbors. You don't have to knock on a door. I know it's called knocking uh, door knocking day, but all you do is just put the door hanger on the door and run. You can ring the bell first and then, and then run. But uh, all you do is just put put it on, on the door handle and, uh, just, and just leave it at that. So it's that easy. So if everybody could just take five or ten, that would be greatly appreciated and pass around your neighborhood and your neighbors. But if you have any questions with that, please see Chris or Marvin. Uh, October 15th, the youth will be going to... Uh, the Cooper Family Corn Maze in Milton, West Virginia, so please mark that in your calendar. And also, Trunk or Treat uh, will be October 22nd, uh, so put that in your calendar. And also, next Wednesday night, it's hard to believe that the 1st of October is going to be here this soon, but next Wednesday night will be the next Stepping Stones uh, Supper. Um, pork, Smoked pork will be on the menu. Are you cooking that, Jeremy? Jeremy's smoking the pork, so it should be really good. Uh, So uh, that's at 5.30. Um, So everybody's welcome to come to that. And all that um, and help donate, all the donations go to our mission fund. Uh, So please help out with that. Updates on our prayer list. Remember, continue to keep um, Amber uh, Stitzer in your prayers. Uh, She's dealing with breast cancer. Uh, Continue to keep her in her prayers as she goes through her treatments. Also... um, Gary's brother, Terry Leap, um, they received news uh, this week that his brother has stage 4 bone and liver cancer. So remember to continue to keep Terry and the Leap family in your prayers at this time um, as they're going through a difficult time with that. Also, remember to continue to keep Jennifer Baker in your prayers as she goes through her treatments as well and as she's recovering from her surgery. That's all the announcements I have at this time. Is there anything else I may have missed? Okay, let's go to God in prayer at this time. Our gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we are so thankful and blessed to be able to be here today, Lord, to learn more about you, to be able to apply your, your word to our everyday lives, Lord. Help us to grow spiritually. Help us to grow stronger in our faith in you, Lord. Lord, we ask you to continue to be in our prayer life. Continue to be in the relationships that we build with you and, and uh, that we can build with others through you, Lord. Lord, we ask you to be with our elders, Lord, guide and direct them, Lord. Continue on giving them the wisdom that they need, Lord, to lead us, Lord, and let them always continue. And we're so thankful that they're always continuing on looking to your word for guidance. Lord, we ask you this time to continue to be with our sick, be with Amber and and be with Terry and be with Jennifer, Lord, be with. Chad's mom and dad and so many others Lord that are dealing with cancer at this time Lord be with Jim Haney Lord, this this heal them Lord be with their family members that are taking care of them Lord Lord, be with them as they go through their treatments and be with the doctors and nurses who are taking care of them Lord Lord, we also also ask you this time to continue on being with the ones who are struggling through through Alzheimer's Alzheimer's and and um and dementia, Lord, is be with, be with them, Lord. Be with the, the, the family members who are taking care of them, Lord. Lord, be with them as it is a struggle, Lord, but give them the strength to get through that, Lord. And continue to be with our, the rest of our sick on our sick list, Lord. We pray that they will feel better soon, Lord, and, and join us in worship. Lord, we ask you this time to still continue to be with our youth, Lord. Lord, we pray that they will always look to you for strength and guidance and never fall away from you, Lord. Lord, we ask you this time to continue to be with our widows and our shut-ins. Let us always remember them and always let them know that we are thinking of them and praying for them. Lord, but most of all, thank you so much for you sending your son to die on the cross for us, Lord, even though we did not deserve it, Lord, but you sent him us. Thank you for loving us so much that you would do that. Thank you for your love and your grace that you've shown to us. May, may we show it to others, Lord. Forgive us, Lord, when we do fall short, and keep us safe the rest of this week. It's in Jesus Christ we do pray. Amen. Number 378.
0: <clears throat> 378. Just a few more days to be filled with praise And to tell the old, old story Then when twilight falls and my Savior calls Song of Invitation tonight is 346, using the book you can mark that, 346. Before the lesson tonight, 647, 647. Since the love of God has shed priceless blessings on my head, I have made it my own. made his dwelling place, the love of God. our dimness and neglect keeps some soul from its God. The love of God within the heart will kindly and warmth impart. The soul will glow like Jesus in His tender mercy. If the heart is made.
2: to climb Mount Everest? yeah. No? Well, tonight, I bet you've heard of people that wanted to climb Mount Everest, though, right? Uh, so tonight we're going to compare our walk with God, our Christianity, to climbing Mount Everest. I've got a couple of slides for you tonight. When they get up, you're going to see a, uh, an airport. So this is the first sight you see as you start your journey into climbing Mount Everest. This is the Tenzing Hillary Airport. It's the one you fly into when you start uh, looking for uh, a place to fly into uh, to so you can climb Everest. This is where you fly into. It is the most dangerous airport in the world. Fun little fact, isn't it? So you don't want to go there. Most dangerous airport in the world. It's the most dangerous airport in the world because uh, of where it's situated at, among other things. It is high up in... Um, the Himalayan mountains, high enough that the air gets thin up there. And so the planes fly faster and they have trouble slowing down. Another unfortunate aspect of this particular airport is it's in the valley around surrounded by massive mountains, six, 7,000 foot mountains. And this one only stands around 2,000 foot. So it's down in the valley. So as you cross the mountains and you dive down into this, this valley, the crosswinds hit you. Which makes flying quite difficult if you've ever felt turbulence. That's what that's you're going through some extraordinary turbulence here. Another thing that makes it difficult and one of the most dangerous or the most dangerous airport in the world is because it's so short. It's only a third of a mile long. That's kind of crazy because the Charleston Jaeger airport is about three times as long as this one is. It's six thousand feet long. This one's only seventeen hundred feet long. So this is a tiny little airport, and they are dealing with all kinds of turbulence. But that's just getting into the, the airport. You're not even climbing Everest yet. You're just getting into the airport. This thing's got a, because it's so short, it has a 12% incline. Now, something like, how many people have died on this, on this airport, at this airport, uh, in the last seven years, hmm, several people have died. <laughs> Why did I not write that down? Okay. Several people have died, I guess, uh, at this airport over the last several, seven years. To give you a, an idea of how, how crazy this is, over the last seven years at the busiest airport in the world, which is the one in, in Atlanta, uh, the big one in Atlanta, Delta's Hub is in Atlanta. It's the busiest one in the world, anywhere in the world. It's the busiest. No people have died at that airport in seven years. In fact, no one's died there since 1995, and then it was only eight people. Something like fifty have, have died at this airport in just the last seven years. So just getting to where you can climb Everest is a feat in and of itself. Only the strong venture to these places, and so we're we're reminded, I suppose, of passages like uh, Third John, uh, chapter one, verse four, where he says, "I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are ha- are walking in the truth." And, God reminds us that our journey with Him is is a walk, and He keeps coming back to that idea, especially throughout the book, throughout the letters of uh, First, Second, and Third John, is going to refer to our journey with Him as a as a walk, and so we're, we're familiar with that and how difficult some walks can be, uh, and so we understand that. But then you start thinking about this, and you think, well, God also refers to our our faith as, as a fight, doesn't he? If you flip over to 2 Timothy, he talks to Timothy at the end of his life. Uh, he reminds Timothy of something Timothy's well aware of, I'm sure. Second Timothy chapter 4, verses 7 through 8. That's the last letter Paul's going to write that we have, at least. He may have written more, but this is the last one that survived. And writing to his protege, his son in the faith, he says these words, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. So he refers to our, our journey, our faith there as, as a fight. He tells us that it's hard, isn't it? In Luke chapter 9, he reminds us that we're to pick up our cross, right? That's what people who are going to die, this horrible death, do. They pick up their crosses. And so he's reminding us that our faith is, is hard. And you're supposed to put in the, the work to do this right and so if you are going to climb Mount Everest you train right you don't just go to the base of Mount Everest and think I can do this this is a year long multiple year long training exercise just to get to the airport in and in and of itself is dangerous and so you start thinking faith is a lot like that isn't it I, I work hard, I sacrifice, I continue on working for the Lord and I just keep on going and I make the sacrifices that are necessary to be pleasing to Him. And so after you leave the airport here, everything's cake, right? It's a very easy journey over to Mount Everest, to the base of Mount Everest. Oh no, don't, don't put the cart before the horse here. After you leave the airport, you start walking, you don't drive to the base of Mount Everest. You walk. And it's a seven to eight day walk. And you're walking eight, or eight to nine hours every day for seven or eight days to get to the base of Mount Everest. And you're crossing hills and you're going through valleys. You're going across uh, suspension bridges. You're crossing icy glaciers. This is a, a big deal. You're going across narrow cliffs. You're doing some bouldering climbing over these big rocks. And so this is difficult, right? Finally, you get to base camp. I pulled a lot of the information I'm, I'm using uh, for this off of a travel agency that's trying to sell trips to the base camp. Here's the, their words. Here's how they, they talk about this experience. The Everest Base Camp Trek is moderate to strenuous in which trekkers have to walk for eight to nine hours per day on an average to adjust to the thin air and to make the trek even easier, <laughs> even easier, right? I also love that word, moderate to strenuous. Yeah. You ever been, been on hikes where they're like, this is a moderate hike. You get through the end of it and you think, no, not my moderate. <laughs> must have been somebody else's moderate. So they say, to adjust to the thin air and to make the trek even easier, Agencies add a few days of acclimatization in their itinerary. So they're giving you time to get used to it. With proper precautions and guides, guidance, the trails can be easily traced by the trekkers with average physical fitness. You can do this. They say if you're, if you're of average physical fitness, you can get to the base camp. This is something everybody can do, Right? So we haven't gotten to the illustration for our Christianity yet. Because this is something they say, I know a lot of you are like, I can't do do that. You can't even do this part. I'm with you, right? Walking eight or nine hours a day for seven or eight days for a week, walking every day like that? That would be difficult, wouldn't it? But they say this is something everybody can do, right? This is a skill level everyone can match up to. So we're not even to the point yet where Jesus would say things are getting hard. If you want to compare tonight if you can follow me if we want to compare our christianity to climbing mount everest a lot of us have reached base camp we've put in a little bit of work we've made some sacrifices we've done some good things right and we think we made it and we've just barely begun we're just now at the base camp right we put in all this work we put in all this hard effort and it's hard right we've made these sacrifices we We've done some of these hard things like flying into this thing. It's dangerous. We've lived some dangerous situations. We've done some things that were hard, right? You've sacrificed for your faith. That's awesome. I think sometimes we stop too soon, though, don't we? Most people stop at base camp. Very few people, very few people trek on up Mount Everest. It's only in the hundreds. Trek on up Mount Everest every year. Most people stop at base camp. I think we stop too soon. We look at what we've done, at the sacrifices that we've made, and our faith, and we think, I'm pretty happy with that. I'm going to encourage you not to stop at base camp because you're just now getting started, right? He demands so much more, and there's so much more you're capable of doing. There's so much good work that we can and should be doing. We can't stop too soon. The sacrifices that he demands from us are hard. They're supposed to be hard, right? You don't, walk, you don't start walking up Mount Everest and think, this is going to be a piece of cake. I didn't have to train for this at all. You trained to become a Christian, didn't you? You've taken the classes. You know about evangelism. You know about discipleship. You've worked through some of these issues of spiritual disciplines. You've paid attention, and you're putting these principles into your life, and you've thought about the sacrifices that are requisite to live the life that you've been called to live. Don't stop too soon. Keep going. Keep pushing. Keep longing for more, right? That's, that's, our, car, that's our cry as Christians is more. More of God, less of me, right? Sometimes we sing that song, more of you and less, less of me. That's what we're longing to do, but that fight doesn't come easy, does it? It's always a fight. It's always difficult. And so don't stop. Don't stop at base camp. Because that's not where the good views are. You know what you can see of Everest from the base camp? Not a whole lot. Not a lot of great views from right here. The good views, the good things in Christianity demand sacrifice. They demand everything. And so don't stop too soon. Tonight, if you've not put on Christ in baptism, you're still lost in your sins and you're ready to make that decision to follow him with everything you've got and not look back to long for more of him and less of you we want to aid you in any way we can uh, to have your sins washed away to be baptized into christ and become a brand new creation maybe you've already made the decision and you just need the prayers of this congregation to push on to not be satisfied with where you're at but to long for more more of him and less of us if you have any need tonight won't you come as we stand and sing
0: very long to live for life to live it won't be very long Jesus shall descend and let the dead in Christ from beds of clay shall rise to meet the Lord and King up yonder in the skies it won't be very long it won't be very long till Jesus shall appear that day is drawing
3: us all pray at this time our gracious heavenly father we do thank you for this time we've had together to worship you in song and in, in sermon and in prayer father we're thankful that you're there for us thankful that you're always where we need you to have need you to be father in special times that we face whether it be sickness or or death in the family or or other issues father that we all face we just thank you so much for being there and Giving us the strength to to get through that. Father, we do pray your blessings on us that we will always continue to keep the faith, to keep on keeping on, Father, and, and not get discouraged by the things we may face, whether it be sickness or loss of loss of loved ones or just depression or whatever, Father. We just pray that you'll help us to to always look to you and always remember as was mentioned Sunday morning that sacrifice that your son made father for us reason enough for us father to to continue to continue to keep on keeping on father we do pray that you will bless us tonight as we have classes pray you will bless each person here this evening that we can gain more from your word gain more how to serve you as brother Chris mentioned tonight father we do thank you for every teacher for every person here tonight for every member every visitor every everyone here we just thank you so much for the desire to, to show love one towards another and to be a part of this congregation. Father, we do pray for those who are sick. We do get, ask your blessings on them to continue to bless those who've lost their loved ones so far, Father, in the last few days, in the literal family at this time. and Some some of us know the Thacker family, and we pray that you'll bless them at the loss of their son and, and others, Father, that uh, are above the congregation that have passed away recently. Father, we do just pray that you will bless the many that are facing the hurricane. Father, we just pray that you'll bless those in that area to overcome it and to not be harmed physically by it, Father. We realize there's going to be loss of possessions and those things, but we just pray safety, Father, for those from Florida on up through, even up to our area, if it does come this way. We thank you, Father, that you are in control, that you do take care of things for us. And that you will always bless us no matter what may happen. And Father, we're thankful so much for that. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.